Now, the Early Childhood Council has warned that small early childhood centres will struggle to pay new pay parity rates for their teachers. The council says its survey of centres shows smaller centres have the highest proportion of experienced teachers who get the biggest pay rises through pay parity. It says those organisations could get into financial difficulty because government funding for pay parity is insufficient. I spoke to the council's chief executive, Simon Lorb, earlier about how much pressure these small centres are under. There's still more that needs to be done to to untangle the pay parity policy because it's got a lot of problems with it. But what this survey shows is where the where the experienced teachers are. If the experienced teachers were uh, distributed evenly across all the centres in New Zealand, then you could theoretically fund those centres based on an average. But because they're not sprinkled across evenly they are in concentrations, it means that if you're funding on an average, which the government does, then that average, in some cases, will lead to a big shortfall because you'll have a lot more teachers that are more experienced than the average because you you are a small centre that has a lot of experienced teachers and the larger centres tend to have teachers with uh, less experience on average. I mean, pay parity is meant to be a good thing, right? And it's something that's, that the industry has been calling on for quite some time. So so what are the solutions here? What is the alternative? We now know that there are winners and losers. It looked like there were going to be winners and losers last year when it came in, but now we know a bit more about who the losers are. What I think in terms of the overall direction we need to pay teachers more. So that's why people are just opting into this initiative anyway. Like They'll just do it because they want to pay teachers more, and that is actually something we would say is a good thing. The problem is that the policy will create unviable centres in some cases. So initially, we need some help for those guys. No one is disagreeing with that direction of travel, of being of the government taking a role here and fixing teacher pay, trying to fix teacher pay, but putting in conditions that force employers to pay something that they're not getting funded for will only lead to increasing fees and closing centres which have no fees. You know, that's not a good thing. It's not good for access. It's going to contribute to like low attendance rates and things and if people are finding like long waiting lists, you know, you can't expect uh, centres to be up upping their capacity right now. They're just trying to survive to hang on for the smaller ones, certainly. Sorry, just to break it down, Simon, for our listeners, in terms of how you opt in for pay parity as an ECE, can you, I know it'll probably be hard to summarise, but can you just break down what that funding structure looks like, just so that people can get their head around why some centres may not be able to opt in um, and the struggles Mm. in order to get to that point? Well, unlike schools where the teachers are paid for by the government directly, it's in their school payroll, in early childhood, there's thousands of individual employers across New Zealand and they could be companies, they could be trusts, and they are the ones who are employing the teachers and the ministry doesn't know what they are, who they are employing. The ministry doesn't have that data. But what happens in terms of the funding is that there is just bulk funding that goes out to the centres based on the number of hours children attend and with some assumptions that the centres would only have the minimum number of teachers required. But actually, often they try not to. They try to have more teachers. Um, Basically, 
it becomes very difficult to use a funding regime that's kind of bulk funding uh, to do something like this, pay parity for teachers when you don't know where the teachers are. So it's quite a blunt instrument. And that was Simon Lorb, CEO of the Early Childhood Council.